Um, I hear you got something in. You got a. I have. I have some news. You have some news. Some news that um that I don't tell many people. Tell tell me your news. Share with us your news. <laughs> we we all want to hear. Well, Paul now owns a three D printer. What? That's cool, yeah. man. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's like um so I, I you know I started researching it and the thing is is like they're not that expensive now. I mean the the entry level ones aren't. Yeah. Um, which is what I got. And just playing around with it and designing my own whatevers. Um, I've learned 3D modeling, uh, thanks to YouTube, obviously. Cool, man. Um, and just building different little trinkets and shop jigs for when I'm doing woodworking. Nice. And um, right, right now I'm printing um, ear savers. Um, I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but basically they go behind your mask to where you don't have to wrap those little straps around your ears. So they're mainly for the medical profession where, where you, um, you know, you have those things around your ears all day and they get, get kind of raw. Yeah. So the, the ear savers, um, like kind of clip on the mask and go behind your head to where those strings aren't even touching your, your ears. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing that for my, um, for my chiropractor, uh, that, um, I always go in there and they never never have those on so <laughs> that's nice that's cool man so is that your first yeah, is that your first yeah. 3d print project that you're gonna do um no i've done plenty of uh 3d print projects already <laughs> <laughs> nice. how long have you had it now yeah um probably about three weeks oh, okay been, cool been well maybe a month i've been keeping it quiet because uh you know when when you tell people this they want stuff printed <laughs> yeah that's very true <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm uh, I'm still learning, and I'm one of those people that like I I don't like doing quote unquote commission work because if if I mess something up and it's mine, I'm fine with it. Yeah, but I can't like uh, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to like doing work and for other people. Um, so I yeah I can't I I, I don't want to do stuff for other people because I don't trust it <laughs> trust myself enough to. Not mess it up. <laughs> I've heard of um, people actually printing, like they'll get a 3D printer and like a piece will break and they'll like 3D print or like they 3D print to make another 3D printer. Can you actually do that? Or is that just like a myth? That, that's a myth. You can print parts for your 3D printer. Oh, okay. But, I mean. I guess there's some other working board. parts that you would, have to, <laughs> you would have to get that are that are not printable. You, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty cool, yeah. though. Yeah. So what's the what's the biggest thing that I'm you can three D print? Like what's um, everything's in millimeters because um, ninety nine percent of printers are are made in in China, so you know they use the metric system. Yeah. So two thirty five by two thirty five by two fifty millimeters. So we're talking like seven inches by seven inches. Um, nice. Eight inches. That's that's so the, nothing nothing huge, but big enough. Yeah, that's you know? big enough to you know print little trinkets. I honestly I can't even think of any. If I had a three D printer, I don't even know what I would start with. Yeah, you you don't until like you you see things around the house that oh here's here's my favorite one that I just designed and printed. So you know how like you may, might have a kitchen appliance that you put under the shelf or in your cabinet that you don't use all the time. And it has a cord, but there's no wrap for the cord. You have it. You have to wrap it around whatever uh, magic bullet or, or whatever you're using. Oh yeah. You got to wrap the cord around it, so it's all flopping around. 
Well, I, I built these um, little eye hooks, not eye hooks, but um, it's kind of like a, a boat anchor, a boat tie yeah. uh, that you see, see on docks. So it's kind of like that, that um, you can glue to the side of whatever you have, and now you have a cord wrap. Nice. That's so cool. I, I saw a quote on Facebook. I'm solving life's minor inconveniences one print at a time. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you going to start making your um, uh, your designs open source for people so they want to get on there? And um, no, no, but uh, th there is a, a uh, website called Thingiverse, and um, there, there's, there's a few of them out there that people upload what they've built, and you can print it yourself. So it's like a community of people that, uh, you know, you can upload your model, and then other people can print it. That's pretty cool. Whole bunch of stuff yeah. on there. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm gonna Even have to print I'm gonna, baby Yoda. I'm gonna have to look into uh, 3D printing. I'm gonna have to look into. I think that. you'd enjoy it. Yeah, I think I would I enjoy think it enjoy too. It. I enjoy stuff like that. It's definitely definitely creative. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. So well, should we introduce ourselves? Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Fine. Paul Hannock here. Um, I'm the uh, director of digital marketing at Intercoastal Net Design. And I am David Thompson. I'm the director of social media for ICND, and welcome to another episode of our lovely podcast, um, where we discuss a lot of marketing things, mostly in the vacation realm, um, pretty geared towards vacation rental industry. And um, yeah. yeah, we're we're solving world problems over here. So <laughs> <laughs> one print at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So anyway, so normally how it works is we've got a couple questions. Um, we talk about a couple different topics, maybe a tool. But we're going to kind of mix it up a little bit today. So hopefully you guys enjoy our new little format. But I do have... Changing it up? Yeah, we're mixing it up. So I don't know. Do you want to start? Do I want to start with a question? I know we normally... Um, uh, rock, paper, scissors. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll start with you. Okay. So, um, you know... It, we all like uh, we all use Facebook in some way, shape, or fashion, whether it's for professional or for not. But I guess my question for you is like, if there's one thing that you really wanted to change about Facebook, you know, what would it be? Okay, so the one thing I have had an issue with lately, and I think a lot of people in the vacational industry can attest to this, is if you try and run an ad on Facebook lately, they've been getting rejected, and it's like every every single ad that I put out there gets rejected. And the reason being is because the algorithm is looking for housing ads. And so a housing ad has to follow a new regulation from Equal Housing Act. So it has to be in a special ad category on Facebook. So if you do any advertising, it restricts you on who you can target, how you target them, blah, 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 right? So right. if I could change okay. one thing, it would be a better help center for Facebook. Because as it stands right now, you try and search like, how to get an ad approved if it's rejected and you get articles from like 2016. So there's really no <laughs> up to date. It's really bad. It's really bad. So if you're not yeah. in it every single day, like I am, um, you're, it's really, it's very frustrating and very time consuming to just try and figure out the smallest, most simple problem. Um, mm -hmm. luckily for us, we have, we got the inside scoop with Facebook. No, not really. <laughs> but we can we can um, get in contact with them ever so often if we need to, which I've actually had to do for clients to get ads turned back on because I'm like, hey, guys, 
this is a vacation rental ad, not a real estate ad. Therefore, it doesn't need to fall under the special ad category. And they just turn them on mm-hmm. for us. So if I could change one thing, it would be a better help center. There needs to be a help center for fa- And I know they have one, but it's just not that good. It's not very user friendly. And it doesn't cover any right. sort of like actual topics. I hate it when you get like when you read it and it's just so <laughs> vague and you get down to the very end of the article. And it's like, was this helpful? It's like, no, it was not. I'm hitting yeah. that no button. Yeah. No. <laughs> so that would be the one thing I, I would change. They have a lot of no's. <laughs> yeah. A lot of no's. So it. And I find it interesting, too, that, I mean, you know, we, we uh, us as advertisers, you know, we spend money on Facebook, but there's no there's no place to call there's no there's no help like from a person you know we do have that inside connection yes but you know the average person that is trying to do this um you know it's not it's not working no um and you know i don't i don't know if anybody out there remembers but um you know google has always had a 800 number that you can call and there was even a time when google would like they would reach out to you and say, Hey, I'm here to help you with your ads. You know, I see you started a new campaign. Um, you know, there's, there's people behind that stuff that they're, they're trying. And why, why do they try so hard? Well, the better customer service there is, the more you're going to spend on Google, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, Facebook needs to take a little, uh, little, lesson well, from, from the Google, Google machines. They, they do. And they need to take it a little bit more seriously too, because, we've seen social advertising really take a jump over the past year. You know, I mean, it's really, Mm. it really has taken a jump in how much people are spending, especially now. And we can talk about this a little bit more later, but um, they just, they need to invest a little bit more in, in helping their advertisers out and making it a little bit more simple for them because you get, you get a, a normal person that, doesn't use the advertising platform for Facebook and they try and get on there mm-hmm. and it would be a nightmare. I mean, if I, if I had never touched it before and I tried to get in and like set up a campaign, it would be a nightmare. And then to see your campaign rejected, I mean, I would just throw my yeah. hands in the air and be like, okay, I'm done. So yeah, exactly. You know. Who do I call? Nobody. Cause there's nobody. Well, I mean, you call ICND, <laughs> you call, you call me. <laughs> Ooh, oh, yeah. shameless plug for the day. <laughs> there it is. There it is. That was a good one. That, I, I, we didn't even practice that folks. That was Who are you going to call? For, uh, you get the award. You get the segue <laughs> well, thank award you. today. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's, I'll get off my um, soapbox now. And I have a question for you. Go. So, um, how have search terms search terms changed over the past several months and what are VR what are vacation rental managers doing to adapt gosh I really butchered that question holy cow (laughs) so how have they how search terms changed and how are vacation rental managers sort of adapting to that have they changed are people searching different things are terms that used to be very popular they going out I know it's kind of a case by case but what are your thoughts on that right right so the the uh, it's <laughs> yes terms have changed uh, however uh, the data behind the that shift isn't really there yet so what I mean by that is like all the tools that um, that are available to us and to to you know any company that does pay-per-click or SEO or whatever you know they're, they're kind of retroactive tools I guess you could say um, to where you, you they compile the data over time and give you the volumes based on what's happened over time so 
it doesn't help you predict anything. Yeah. And and so it, it is a bit difficult to see what has changed. Now, you know, we do see a lot more uh, terms showing up whenever we're doing um, uh, campaigns like pay-per-click campaigns, you know, revolving around the virus. So, you know, um, things like uh, keyless entry and uh, even um, secluded you know certain certain words like that are are still sh- are showing up but i'm not going to say go out and bid on those really? because there's there there's not enough there people's you know it, and that's one of the things and i i get this question is like what's changed in in blah in the past 5 years well nothing because people still search the same way whether it's on their phone or it's on their desktop or you know whatever they're still typing in destination plus vacation rentals. Yeah. You know, th- their their broad start of their search goes to that to that top of that funnel. They get to your website and then they read about how clean your rooms are and whether or not you've you've done anything for COVID-19. Yeah. You know, so they they're looking for a company first and then they're researching more about that company to make them feel better about their decision to rent to rent with you, which is why it's we always and we've said this for for months now, you know, it's important to have to address that those kinds of issues on your website. Yeah. So that they can feel better about booking with you. So have search terms changed? Yeah, a little bit of shift. Um, are they going to change in the next five years? Yeah, a little bit of shift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that, that's it. I mean, y- you still have to go after um, the major major keywords um, if, you're, if you're a player in that space because those are the ones that are going to convert the best. Interesting. Now, have terms changed as far as what people are typing in when when they search to get to your website yeah it's a, they've gone the the search terms have gone a bit more a bit longer i guess you could say um you know maybe instead of just uh, outer banks rentals it's now outer banks rentals with private pool um or with the uh, balcony um you know stuff like that because it's easier just to say that into your phone and and get those results um so you know it's one of those to where it, it is uh, things do change, but it's still you're st- no matter what people search for, they still have those main terms that you're should be bidding on or using and r- trying to rank for. So you're saying don't um, don't start to maybe bid on some of the COVID induced terms like keyless entry and you know things like that. Not saying don't, but I'm saying that it's not gonna be a, a big money maker. I see. You know, it it's not gonna it's not gonna you you're not gonna blow it out of the water because you're bidding on terms like that. Yeah. Um and if they don't have enough volume, then Google's not even gonna show the ads anyway. That's true. So, you know, it's just you know, it, it's one of those to where yes, you can and you can you can, you know, tempt it you better have a good landing page dedicated to it. Don't just send them to your home page that has no information. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's gonna be, um, you know, it's trial and error. But yeah, the the, the old stuff still works, and um, it it's I don't think that's gonna change not for a while anyway until we get like VR contacts that you know show us <laughs> contact lenses that show us the results like as we're walking <laughs> down the street and whatnot. And you can just think so. it. You can just think it. And that's yeah, exactly. Think about exactly. the you know the the SEO strategies behind that. I mean, how would you target a thought? That's some that's some deep philosophy stuff right there. 
mind. I, I'm doing the <laughs> mind, mind blown thing, the Kramer style right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Well, that's good yep. information. Exactly. That's that's good to know. I mean, I, I I think if people just see it more as an investment too, you know, like if you're investing in certain keywords and you understand that like this is, you know, there's there's no real get rich quick scheme when it comes to kind of the stuff that we do. Yeah. Um, exactly. It's really more of an investment sort of mindset. So finding things that work for you long term, I think, would be the good strategy. So, yeah, cool. exactly. So, all right, moving on to a new segment. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that are changing. So we do a lot of research um, in our day to day and we came across something that we found fairly interesting. And I did not know this word before I read it. So I'm gonna butcher it first. Port Portman Portmanteau. That's not how you pronounce it. It's Porsche Porschmanto. <laughs> Porsche, but that's how it looks. Ooh. It's Porschmanto. Oh, I gotcha. Um, and it basically means the combining of two existing terms to create a new brand concept. So we thought this was kind of interesting, and we found some Porschmanto words um, that we found very amusing, and we would like to throw them out to you guys. So here's a couple Porschman, a couple strange Porschmanto Porsche words we found. Um, the <laughs> first one is thivertizing. <laughs> this is this is actually wait wait, wait. <laughs> thivert. What, what was it? Thymaster. Th- who did the who who was? The, oh. I don't know who did the thymaster, but that would be a good one. The yeah, that's that's kind of a yeah, that's kind of a Porschmanto. <laughs> Um, so yeah, a little bit. This yeah. is thighs plus advertising. Um, this is very big in Japan, apparently, um, and it refers to using the human body, specifically the upper thighs, to advertise. So, if you're looking for a new advertising strategy <laughs> for vacation <laughs> rentals, you know, if you're on the beach, you might, you know, <laughs> think upper thigh. You could think upper thigh thighvertising. You just, you never know. You never know. It could wow, go somewhere. That's funny. Uh, Suzanne Summers. That's what I was thinking. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna let you sorry. you take the second one because I'm gonna butcher the word. I want to see how you would pronounce this one. Oh yeah, right, right, right. All right. Um, blog, blogger, blogger, <laughs> blah, blogebrity, 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 blogebrity. Yep. Um. So that one's a um. Uh, it's blog plus celebrity. Yep. Blogebrity. Mm-hmm. So you know, just um, combining uh, a internet celebrity made famous, um, you know, from his or her blog or blogging. Yeah, yeah. So an, you know, someone that someone that got popular because they blog. Yeah, a blog everybody. <laughs> so, blog um, and then this one I think was ab- my absolute favorite, and it is listicle, um, and it's a list plus an article, and everyone has actually seen this. I'm almost yeah, and probably everybody does these. Too. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Um, a listicle is a list disguised as an article or an article disguised as a list. It can go both ways. Um, normally, they have catchy headlines like top 10 reasons you should be buying avocados. So, and I Ooh. came up with that are one. There, are, are there came up with, are there 10 reasons? There are 10 reasons. <laughs> avocados are amazing. Ooh. They're great. Great source of fat. Those are, those are all the Porsche Mantos that we have. So, I hope you enjoyed those and... If anyone tries to do any thyvertising, you'd let us know because we really want to know the the statistics on that. I I think yeah. if, if anyone does it, definitely do like a QR code or something like that to really drive it home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Oh, poor QR codes. They had such potential. You know, but, but I just no. I wish we were able to use them. So not a lot of people know that you can pull up your phone, like your camera, and just hold it over right. a QR code, and it 
automatically pulls up the website for you. Right. A lot of people know right. that. They they think you have to no, have a QR and, scan. And it never 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 got adopted. Yeah. No, it really never did. Well, but before the thing is though, is, is three years ago, maybe four, you you did have to have a QR code scanner on your phone. You did. You couldn't just use use the camera. Yeah, that's very true. So until they integrated that was, it. Um, until they integrated it, right. I, I right. will I will admit I did run some campaigns with QR code back in the day. Yeah. I've done it. Oh yeah. I've used it before. Definitely. And it never yeah. it never worked. And, <laughs> right. Right, exactly, exactly. So. But once we get those um, those uh, contact lenses that will we'll scan stuff, you know, we can just walk around scanning QR codes all the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You just you look know? at it you know? and scan it. What if yeah. everything turns into a QR code? What if there's, like... Just a whole bunch of blocks walking around? Yeah, and there's just <laughs> a bunch of, like, QR codes everywhere, and then you, like, look at it. Like, um, what's the movie? I mean, I can see, like, window shopping. You you walk by, and you see a nice outfit in the window, and there's a QR code right beside it. Oh, how much is that? Oh, yeah, that's that would be good. See, I my mm-hmm. brain automatically goes to, like, post-apocalyptic, like, Blade, right. Blade Runner right. mentality. Like, you know, like, yeah. everything's an ad. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hopefully we don't get to that. Hopefully we, we sort of don't move that direction. Right. So minor minority report was actually kind of close. Yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> to what, we're, what we're talking yeah, about? It, yeah, it really is. It really is. So, All right, folks. Okay. Main topic of the day. Yes, we're going to look into the future, moving forward. Um, three things that we think are changing. I'm going to take the first one because um, I really believe in this, and I've said this multiple times. Basically, consumer trust over loyalty, and I think that branding is becoming so much more important than what it used to be. Um, I know they... Let me, let me back. Explain consumer trust and loyalty again. Yes. Because there is a difference. There's a huge difference. And I know you've talked about it before. I have, but no, uh, but I think for... do need to address yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so consumer loyalty means like I'm loyal to a company. Let's just say I have a vacation rental company and I've been going there since, you know, my parents have been vacationing there and then I grew up and now I'm... I'm older and I vacation there because my parents used to vacation there because I'm loyal to that company. I know their prices have gone up, but it's okay because that's our that's our vacation rental company and I'm going to go there no matter what. That's loyalty. Um, trust means that I go to them because I trust them. Um, so the difference there is that loyalty, I, I truly believe loyalty very rarely exists in our market anymore because we're all selling the same thing and it's it's made so accessible that mm-hmm. if you can find it cheaper and better somewhere else and they have better reviews they're going to go with that company so mm-hmm. it's more important to build a consumer trust and show them hey this is how we're going to take care of you this is how we're going to make your vacation special this is what we're going to do these are our amenities these are the humans behind the brand um, doing things like that building trust uh, will get you further than trying to rely on consumer loyalty. So that's the difference, um, right. which is why... And trust turns into loyalty. It, it, yeah, and so it that, can. That's the thing. It can. But just remember, like, and we've seen this with, you know, in the past five months now, is um, someone may have been vacationing in, you know, southern Florida they're they're yeah they're not they may change those vacation plans based off current events um even mm-hmm. though they're loyal to you they they may not be anymore just because it, it doesn't really exist if they can find it cheaper and it's it's more convenient for them to go to 
I don't know, South Carolina, they may do that. So it, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where you really do have to invest in how you're going to show consumers that you're going to take care of them. And I think branding is right. so important right now in really just identifying who you are, what you stand for, and how you stand out in the vacation rental industry because we're all selling the same thing. It's all the same thing. Um, and there's so right. many different ways to get a vacation rental from, you know, you can jump on a number of OTAs. Um, you can find tons of just uh, vacation rental management companies and find a vacation rental manager. Um, you can, there's just, there's tons of stuff. So it's right, really up to right. the consumer. So really investing, asking questions like, how am I different? What, what makes us different from another VR company? Um, that's a huge question. If you can't answer that question, I would, I would urge you to try and figure that out. That would be a, right. a big red flag for me as a. But here, here's the thing: is you know, we when we do um you know intro calls and whatnot, and and we do ask that question. That, uh, we've when we talk to new clients, it's after we've already looked at the website and been on there for a while and poked around and looked at the content and stuff like that. Yeah. And we ask that question: is what makes you different? Well, their answer is never on the website. No. No, it never is. Yeah. <laughs> so it my my point is it is very important that yes, you find just like what you said, you you'd find that competitive edge, but you've got to portray it. You've got to yes. show it on your site and use those as trust signals in order for people to book. Yeah, and don't don't think that by you putting a like a a picture of a family on your website that people are automatically going to know that you're family oriented and you 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 know, except, right. you know, you do pet friendly rentals. It, it doesn't work that right. way. You have to be very blatant with consumers and, and really sort of walk them through who you are and what you do. So, yeah. no, that's, and that's a good point yep. too, Paul, is that, you know, we, we hear people talk about why they're different and there's some really unique answers to that question. Um, right. But very rarely is it ever portrayed on a website or in advertising. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so do you want to take the, uh, the second, the second of the three things? The second of the, th yes, I shall. So, you know, moving forward, we're talking again, we're talking about moving forward and projecting the future. Um, and this is in your realm, but social media, I mean, it's becoming more and more powerful and you just, you already alluded to that more powerful, um, in both advertising, communication, just the overall uh, feeling of, of a of a brand you know we, we're talking about um, you know consumer trust and whatnot and if a if you've got your your Facebook and Instagram logos and whatnot on your website like a lot of people do and say hey I want to I want to check out this Facebook page and you haven't posted in two weeks or a month what do, what do you think that does to your to your loyalty or to your to your brand um, just trust in general yeah you know, it, it's, it gives that the consumer like, geez, they can't even take 20, 20 seconds to update their Facebook page. Yeah. How are they going to take care of me on when they're on, when I'm on vacation? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's a, it's a weird, you know, it is a weird, like a little connection there, but you know, it, it's one of those two where people do use social media as a major signal in whether or not 
you know, to, to stay with you. If you're active, if you're answering questions, if you're, um, you know, posting good uh, content, the blogs that you write are, are current, you know, that's just going to bode well for, for that company, you know, for, for that consumer. Why? Because you are on the ball. <laughs> yeah. And if they think you're on the ball, then you're going to be on the ball when, when you're taking care of them. When you, you touched on something there that I want to talk about a little bit more is answering questions. So let's think about what's happening right now for vacation rental managers. How many calls are you mm-hmm. getting a day? <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening is going to say, oh my gosh, we can't even keep up, right? Well, mm-hmm. what are people going to do? They're going to get on a social channel if you have it, and they're going to say, hey, we've got a question. When they can't get through to you th- with a call or get an answer back, that's exactly where they're going to go is Facebook. And I guarantee yeah. that a lot of people have a lot of messages on there. Guys, you have to respond to your messages. It's such, it right. can be used as such a good communication tool um, right now. And if you, if you don't have the time to do it, sit someone down and say, hey, you got you to gotta check this like every 30 minutes and just respond as mm-hmm. best as you can. Um, right. And it, it, it will get your ranking up for one um, with with Facebook. They like to see that. Um, and it's just right. it like Paul was saying, it builds such good trust with people when you're present on those social channels. So mm-hmm. and then, Paul, you might you I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this one or not. Um, but the last point, <laughs> the book, let's debate. It, yeah, let's let's talk about this, because I thought this was I don't know. It's interesting. So I the booking right. life cycle. I feel is getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter, almost like I'm just going to throw it out there. Airbnb. Um, mm-hmm. you, a lot of people don't get on and make a booking on an OTA like that, like for months and months, six to eight months in advance, like you would see with a, maybe a normal vacation rental. Um, a lot of people get on and they're like, I'm going to stay somewhere like next weekend and they'll go on and find right. a, you know, a place to stay. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like the vacation rental manager realm, that booking life cycle is getting shorter and shorter because people are unsure of what the future is going to hold. And so they're booking like for this weekend, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's <laughs> Thursday. Right. So, so what are your thoughts yep. on that? Yep. Um, so we should probably go down two different paths with this one. One, if COVID-19 did not exist and two in our current state right now, what is happening? Yeah. So let me start with the first one. If, if there was no COVID-19, what's happening to that booking, booking cycle? Um, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> uh, cause I've been in the industry for, for a decade now and I had firsthand knowledge of watching the consumer life cycle in the beach areas uh, that the January was always the busiest booking time. So January was when people made their decision and they put down their down payment. Now, economies changed, Things have changed. Um, you know, Airbnb has come to the surface. A lot of things have shifted to where you know February March uh, in the past couple of years have been busier than January as far as the sheer number of bookings go you know the research might still be be done in January but the the bookings are taking are, are a little bit longer now that's you know without COVID even being in the in the picture yeah the flip side of that um, if 
well, let me let me let me keep going on that one. Um, and <laughs> and I, I feel like because of Airbnb and because of VRBO and their massive inventory, that's kind of forced, quote unquote, the the consumer life cycle uh, to be booking window. I mean, I'm sorry, booking window yeah. uh, to be shorter. So what I mean by that is, you know, if, if Airbnb has all of this inventory out and you can access it anytime and you have the ability to, hey, I want to come somewhere uh, and stay the weekend or I, I, I'm looking for somewhere to stay two weeks out and look at it. Look at all that I have to choose from. Yeah. Why do I need to plan six months in advance? Yeah. I'm going to have availability in January and March and in April. I'm going to have availability a month before I want to come. Why do I have to break my back to, to book early now? So with the, with that, I, I feel like that is changing consumer behavior. And it's getting, um, that's why a lot of people are like, hey, we're reliant on OTAs. Yeah, it's true. And, and you know, we, we fed the beast. No, <laughs> it's kind of how it worked, you know. Yeah. We, we put our inventory on, on HomeAway. We put our inventory on VRBO, and, and it worked. And now they're bigger than bigger than anything so yeah um it's one of those catch 22s well i but um yeah yeah c- sorry no go no ahead. no go ahead go ahead and finish your statement i was gonna i was gonna sh- transition over to the to the now to the covid so if you had anything else to to say about the previous one no go ahead you're fine go for you're it you're fine okay so with um with our current situation uh yeah there's there's no such thing as a longer uh, <laughs> a longer booking window anymore um even a lot of our clients and i mean a good 80% of them say right now that their fall is a lot more bare than it was last year yeah as far as occupancy goes and that's because people don't know they don't they, they they can anticipate two weeks from now and they can prepare for two weeks from now but they can't prepare in two months from now so we're seeing that 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 booking window is very very short for people coming to stay and what's what's awesome though is a lot of our our clients i mean they're getting booked up i mean quickly Whenever somebody cancels, then the day later that another booking comes in for that same time period. So it, it's it's um, I don't want to say uh, a good thing, but it, it has really shifted the way that um, behavior is for booking vacation rentals. Yeah, and I think this shift uh, will probably carry on into the future years. Because people are have have gone through this, and they're going to anticipate having availability and whatnot in June for June. So I think this is going to make it worse for our booking windows in the future. Yeah, I I would agree with that statement too. Like I um, I'll just tell a quick story. So I've got some friends who own a bed and breakfast, um, and we were actually we were just talking just the other night, <coughs> and um. As we were talking, it was maybe seven o'clock. We were just sitting out having a drink, and um, they got a phone call, and they had a couple of people cancel. Within the time that we were sitting there, they literally got a couple bookings. People that were in town that needed a place to stay that night that didn't want to leave, 
and they got a couple bookings. I mean, it was just, it was kind of mind boggling. And I know it's not a vacation rental and it's more, it's a, you know, it's a bed and breakfast, yeah. but still, um, I think it's kind of a, I don't know. It, it's yeah. very poignant that it would, it would happen that way. And I do think that it is going to carry on into the future. Unfortunately. I mean, a lot of us like to see those bookings start at the very beginning of the year and you're, you're kind of booked out through till, you know, I don't know, midsummer, and then you get fall bookings in and stuff like that. But I just don't think that it's going to start to work that way anymore. I think people, like you said, are being trained and it is, it's being trained that Mm -hmm. there's going to be availability, which is why I think using tools like social media and proper branding is going to be so important moving forward because you could very well get left behind. You know, if, if you don't right, stand out from right. the crowd, it's going to be very easy because there's a there's a lot of options out there. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And don't don't get us wrong. You're still going to have your your loyal repeat guests like you always have. Yeah. And they're they're the ones that always book a year in advance. They check out and they book that same unit again next year. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't feel like that's going to change. But, you know, getting new uh, new a new audience and new consumers, new customers, it's going to be. Um, you know, that longer booking window. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I think we've got a company shout out. We do. This is a, another new um, new item to our agenda. So we're going to start featuring, um, not really featuring, but just giving a shout out to uh, to some, some companies that we work with, um, companies that we partner with, uh, whether they're other vendors or they're just um, vacation rental companies. Um, so our first one goes out to Lance and Elaine Stitcher. Um, they are from uh, Seaside Vacations up in Sheikatik. So if you haven't ever heard of this area, and you're probably not going to be able to spell it, <laughs> <laughs> Google will know if you try. Just uh, try typing in Sheikatik. <laughs> C-H something, something, something. <laughs> and just try it. Um, Google will tell you. Um, so this is a very beautiful area. Uh, horses run free. It's, it's, uh, it, it's just... I don't know. It's one of those um, one of those gems of areas that uh, you just you don't know about, uh, unless until you hear about it. And you're like, oh, that's great. But um, the reason why that they're in our shout out today is because of what we're talking about as far as consumer lust, lust <laughs> consumer trust, <laughs> and loyalty. Oh, oh, I did. I combined words. What was that? That was a. Uh, Loyalty uh, and trust. Port, port me out. Port me out. Port uh, Porsche, uh, Porsche, uh, poor mantia. Porsche manto. <laughs> Push manto. <laughs> See, I combined. You words did. That was good. Was. But um, so they um, I don't want to say they operate differently than than other companies, but they they really do. Um, they're very wonderful people that uh, they always put their customer first. And they answer questions um, from their phones while they're watching TV at 11 o'clock at night. Wow. Um, They're the kinds of people that will not not stop, do not stop, and always, always make sure that they keep their their guests happy and loyal and coming back and et cetera, et cetera. Um, If you can do that, then you don't have to worry so much about... Uh, about the future yeah um you know if they keep coming back and you do you're you're keeping that repeat business it's great yeah that's awesome so so good job guys yeah keep it up guys that's awesome (laughs) that's that's great to hear so well that um that does it for us if you want to send us um 
things that you'd like us to discuss, you're welcome to email us at podcast at icoastalnet.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Intercoastal Net Designs and Twitter at Twitter at Intercoastal. And did you have anything else, Paul? Or are we good to go? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just going to try to say some of these words when, and practice <laughs> them once we get off yeah, the I'm, get off there. I'm going to look up more uh, Porsche portmanteaus. So <laughs> you guys have a good one. We'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah.